0: To those now in its fold, Alcoholics Anonymous has made the difference between misery and sobriety, and often the difference between life and death. AA can, of course, mean just as much to uncounted alcoholics not yet reached. Therefore, no society of men and women have ever had a more urgent need for continuous effectiveness and permanent unity. We alcoholics see that we must work together and hang together, else most of us will finally die alone. That's my dryer. The 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous are, we AAs believe, the best answers that our experience has yet given to those ever-urgent questions, how can AA best function, and how can AA best stay whole and so survive? And because it's August, I'm reading the eighth month of the year tradition is tradition eight, so Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional. We define professionalism as the occupation of counseling alcoholics for fee or hire, But we may employ alcoholics where they are going to perform those services for which we might otherwise have to engage non-alcoholics. Such special services may be well recompensed, but our usual AA 12-step work is never to be paid for. Okay, so... Um, The format of this meeting is as follows. Our speaker will read and share something from the 11th step with us for about 20 minutes. During this time, please keep on mute. When the speaker is done sharing and reading, I will call names for sharing. If you unmute your phone to thank the speaker or to share, please remember to mute yourself again promptly. We will end the meeting at one o'clock. So um, Chris will share with us for about twenty minutes, and please allow me to introduce uh, Chris. Floor is yours.
1: My name is Chris R. I'm a very grateful recovered alcoholic. Yeah, what a nice bunch. Dead gummit. It's a uh, I'm I'm digging these Zoom deals. I know there's people out there that want to complain about them all the time, but I gotta say it's. A, I get to see some of my buddies from England in there, and uh, Kathleen's from my old home group where I finally got sober. Guys, I mean, come on. We're, what are the odds of me getting a chance to see her? Good heavens! And uh, that was a long time ago. I'm not gonna tell them how long ago that was, Kathleen, because I don't wanna. You know, but <laughs> that's a long damn time. I gotta tell. Yeah, it's. uh it's just so good. Uh, I'm talking to a bunch of my peeps, little, little, uh, little AA folks, little service junkies in there, and, and uh, God, I'm just I'm grateful to be asked to do anything. And um, I'd rather do this too. The uh, noon meetings are cool. You know, sometimes I talk to California and I got to do it in my pajamas because it's too dang late. It's um, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. But you got to do what you got to do. It's uh it's. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty overwhelmed today. It's a, it's a, it's an honor to get a chance to to be a part of that. I got to do my first um face-to-face conference uh this weekend out in far West Texas. And um, first time in five months, I've been in front of a podium out there and it's just, you know, I don't know. It, it was nice and uh, nobody was trying to hug me. It was, it was, it was okay. You know, so, I don't know what we're going to do after this virus goes away. We'll have to start hugging, I guess. I don't want to. Some of us like to hug. Some of us don't. No hugs, no bugs. Y'all remember that. (laughs) I finally got sober in... uh, 1987 folks and today i have a home group called ingram solution group it's a little big book group and uh, up there in, in ingram uh, we got a little aa club up there and, and there's a bunch of groups that meet there the only requirement is you've got to be a literature-based meeting you can't if you just have open discussion and want to talk about your cat you can't you can't have a meeting there but if you want to talk about the literature you're, you can you can meet there anytime and uh, we kind of get all the little thumpers in the hill country in that one spot. It's, it's pretty cool. I, uh, because a bunch of guys got around me in 1987 after a stupid suicide attempt at, at Lewisville Group in Louisville, Texas. Uh, There's a couple of guys that opened a big book and they qualified me that night and showed me for the first time what it was to be an alcoholic. And I will forever, ever be indebted to big book thumpers. Folks that are carrying big books that actually know what the solution is. Um, I love everybody in Alcoholics Anonymous folks, but you know, each group's different. Every group's autonomous, thanks to the traditions we explain, tradition four. And, and uh, but I'm going to hang out with the thumpers. I'm going to hang out with the people that are actually doing something other than talking about steps, they're actually doing the work. And um, I don't know. I'm 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 constantly amazed at the miracles I get to see in this fellowship. Um, never saw as much love as I've ever seen in this in this world and, until I got to Alcoholics Anonymous. But uh, but my life changed completely because of the twelve steps. So um, I would never knock the fellowship in any form or fashion. But it's the steps that changed me. And just but I'm an 80 for seven years. Nobody will show me. And uh, not trying to be. Harmful in any way at all, that's just part of my story, but uh, just at some point in time we just started stressing going to a meeting every day. that was the ticket instead of sitting down and opening a big book and actually working the steps and uh, My life changed, guys, and I haven't thought about taking a drink and if I don't do anything stupid in a couple of months I'll have thirty three years so i'm I'm uh um, forever grateful. One of the things, uh, I was fortunate to have some pretty good sponsorship early on that kind of got me through this work quickly. Uh, there was none of this a step-a-month stuff. We, we got through the work quick. Um, within a few weeks, I've, I'm, uh, I've done a fifth step. And the guys in that group, guys and the girls, the women in there, were showing me the disciplines of 10, 11, and 12. I mean, every day with that meeting, we would talk about, you know, steps 10, 11, and 12, the disciplines. And uh, I had some good guidance early on from some folks that, that – Kind of explained it. If you look on the bottom on page 85, if you've got your book, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to absolutely read a little bit here. The step 11 is, uh, is what, three and a half pages? I don't, it's short. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. Very bottom on page 85. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works. If you have the proper attitude and work at it, it would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. It always amazes me, Bill Wilson, in the, in the clarity in the way he wrote this. Basically what he's saying, because I'll paraphrase it, stop tiptoeing around this stuff about God. It this is unapologetically about God. Our job is to try to get connected, and it doesn't matter how you do it. I mean, God, when they wrote the, the traditions, when they wrote the steps, it was just this wonderfully open. Uh, don't get me started. I mean, it was it was the bomb, guys. I don't care who you pray to or who you meditate around, but 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 you're but you're gonna have to do it, and uh, to get the my uh, my friend Charlie over in Austin, he says the eleventh step is not for extra credit. You know, it's just like, it's one of the steps and we're supposed to do it. And, uh, and then he gives you these, these great guidance. And he, he, he gets pretty, pretty clear. I just lost my spot there. When we retire at night, top of page 86, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once. Where were we kind and loving and towards all? Were we kind and lo- loving uh, towards all? Uh, what could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time, or were we thinking of what we could do for others? Or, uh, or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures we should take. 11-step stuff, guys, the, the nightly review. I've got an app on my phone right here. It says the 10th step. That's the title of it. You can, you can get it in an app store. It says the 10th step, and they give you nightly review. I don't, I don't know where these people get this stuff. 10th step is the stuff that we do all through the day, folks. It's, that's, I step on somebody out there and, you know, I had to do it this morning got kind of quick with the person I work with and had to kind of walk back over and say, man, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I'll I, i I'll set that straight. That's 10-step stuff. I didn't have to do a nightly review on that. I mean, I knew the minute I, the words came out of my mouth and the tone I used that I'd done something stupid. hard to believe after 33 years that I can still do stupid stuff. Ah, just shocking. <laughs> but, but we do. And the 10-step stuff. On awakening... Let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, huge, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance. For um, after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when we are thinking. If, uh, when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. One of the things uh, someone pointed out years ago, um, if uh, and I can send it to you, I'll put my email in that chat if you wanted any of that stuff. A couple of things I wanted to mention in the short time I got with you it says uh, in the 1938 dictionary, if you look up meditation, you're going to see that it meant thoughtful contemplation. God, there's so many people out there, guys. Look up meditation on the internet and you, you'll grab a thousand things and there's some of them are really good guys and some of them are just crazy. I mean, what Bill Wilson was not asking us to do was to leave our bodies and go to an astral plane and inspect our belly buttons. It was thoughtful contemplation. I got a day ahead of me. I got a bunch of stuff I got to do. What can I do in my life here? How can I get through this and be, be be an example of God's kids. Be an example of a man in Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, how, how can I keep from stepping on other people and, and, uh, and, uh, and still get the stuff done? I mean, I, it's in meditation, folks. I'm supposed to contemplate about my day. Bill Wilson talks about it in these pages. He said, as we go through the day, you know, we, we pause when agitated or doubtful. He's, he wants us to think about this, folks. If you If you listen to some folks and this is just my thought guys but you listen to some folks out there they get on this big old tear about the newcomer you know you're not ready to think yet you know you have to run everything by me and you have to talk to me about it and I, I was so blessed when I got to Louisville group that I ended up with a bunch of people that didn't spend much time at all telling me what I could not do. They told me everything, buddy if you're ready to try to chair a meeting, come up here, let's go. And there wasn't anybody telling me I couldn't start a business or they did not tell me I could not date in recovery they Buddy, if we're doing prayer and meditation, we're staying spiritually connected. The chances of getting ground up out there are pretty slim. I just, I just, you know, there's a power out there greater than ourselves, folks. And I'll mention this. Bill Wilson says, there's a little quote. I just was, I was looking at it this morning. If we expend even 5% of the time on step 11 that we habitually and rightfully lavish on step 12, the results can be wonderfully far-reaching. Bill Wilson, 1958. Yeah, I, I got to meet a guy one that uh, not long ago that had actually taught Bill Wilson how to uh, how to meditate Trans- transcendental meditation in the 60s. Fascinating stories. I mean, Bill Wilson until the day he died was a seeker of power, a seeker of this guidance. He, what a wonderful guy. I mean, uh, so good. But Bill Wilson continues to put all the emphasis on it. Our Our job is to stay spiritually connected. My old sponsors used to say it, Chris. Early on, your job was to stay spiritually connected. 33 years over, 32, excuse me, no fronts. My job is to stay spiritually connected. It's it's the same thing. You know, we got this little guy, and he's been drinking and doing some of those outside issues maybe, and he's just all all messed up. And then we detox good. And we come to meetings and we start actually doing this work. I don't mean just sitting in a meeting, scratching. I mean actually participating, doing some service work, helping out the group, volunteering to chair some meetings, doing something. And all of a sudden, folks, we are going to intuitively get God's guidance. If we'll shut up long enough, turn the TV off, get rid of the music, guys, just get quiet then what's going to happen in that quiet time is that we're going to start getting some guidance. My experience that, uh, that God's trying to show us. Uh, I had an old guy in a meeting not long ago. He's always said, oh, the only thing this thing is about is not drinking. That's all it's about. It's not about being happy. It's not about getting. I mean, he just basically contradicted everything that was in the big book. My book says it's going to start with getting sober. The rest of this is about how to have a cool life. How to be happy, for God's sakes. That's what this is about. I mean, who wants to be dry, sitting in a meeting, absolutely miserable? That's called spiritual malady. It's called untreated alcoholism. We don't want that, you know, and don't have to. I know too many people. The happiest people I know are in Alcoholics Anonymous, and some of the most miserable SOBs I know are in Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Oh, and if you sit down and get them to talk a minute, you'll find out they're not doing any of the disciplines of 10, 11, and 12. I'll just throw it out there, guys. Especially sponsorship, but this men, this meditation piece, guys. Bill Wilson got pretty uh, pretty uh, pretty direct with what he wanted us to do. I get this is my what I end up doing. My sponsor, Mark. I had Mark Houston for a bunch of years, and uh, he was a meditating fool. I come from a lineage clear back to Bill Wilson, folks. I can trace my little lineage back about about nine folks and get to Bill and. Uh, all of them, if you, if you talk to them or you listen to any of their talks, they talk about the necessity of prayer and meditation. It wasn't a, an optional thing. And, uh, it was, uh, God. There was a guy named Paul M in my linen. He'd meditate. Uh, an hour and thirty minutes every day. He did forty-five minutes in the morning and forty-five minutes at night. And uh, I strive to do the same. He 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 was an amazing guy and uh, wrote a bunch of great articles for the Grapevine. And I've got them if you ever want them, I can send them to you. But he uh, he talked about this getting quiet business because it's in that stillness. They all talk about getting in a little place. I'm sitting at my desk right now, right out on the. I look out my window and see the Guadalupe River, and uh, and uh, I'm sitting down and I got a little garden out there and I've got all my little stuff, all my little AA. Look, I've got a little Rule sixty-two token somebody gave me this weekend. I, you know, it's like I, I keep all my little AA stuff right here and uh, at, at my desk, and and uh, all my little. I've got some spiritual stuff that I keep on my desk, and and uh, I made a deal with Patty. I, you know, I'll be nice if she'll leave my desk alone, so she's not over here messing with my stuff. This is my stuff, and uh, but we sit down here and I get quiet, and that's what we do. You know. I get up early in the morning. Uh, she stays up late, and then I get up early, and, uh, and I, I get to a place where I can get quiet and uh, and shut my little eyes and take some deep breaths and start contemplating the day. Just, I always, always, always have a little notebook, always. When I sit down and meditate, if I'm on the road in a hotel room I'm right here, I always sit down with a little notebook. Because, folks, the purpose of doing this is not to relax. The purpose of doing this is to get the guidance that I need. What do I need to do in my life? Do I, do I, am I digging my job? Am I, do I want to be doing what I'm doing? Am I in a cool relationship? Do I, all of this guidance that you're going to get will come to you in this quiet time. And it takes discipline. Old Mark used to have me sit down with, a, with an egg timer. And a, I'd sat back in the day, y'all remember those? Now you've got phones, you can just hit them. There's some great sites. You can sit down there and do meditation and 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 meditate with hundreds of thousands of other people at the same time. There's a lot of power. I mean, it's 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 pretty amazing what technology can do. But but sit down and just try it for five minutes. And if you can get five minutes, you're going to get distracted. You can get five minutes and then do it for ten minutes. I always try every day at least to do fifteen, just to get quiet and get centered. But listen to the guidance. I got to say this real quick, so I let y'all go. I talk about this and I'll give you the example. But I've had thousands of examples of the same thing. I was sitting. uh, at this desk one night and I was uh, one morning early and I was, I was doing my meditation and this guy's name crossed my mind. He'd been my host out in uh, uh, Arizona one time. Uh, and a little talk I did and I hadn't talked to him in years. And, but a name cro- just crossed my little mind in the middle of this meditation. And I made a little note and then after it was all over with on the way to work, I called this kid and, um, and it was early because I forgot the time difference. It was way early and he was at the butt early and, and, uh, But I called him on the phone, and uh, he got real quiet, and he said, can I call you right back? He was crying. I could hear it in a voice, and he called me, and I hung up the phone, and he, he did. Ten minutes later, he called me right back. He said, why in the hell did you call me this morning? And I said, buddy, I don't know. And I told him, I'd meditate, and his name crossed my mind, and I just was just checking on him, seeing how he was doing. And he'd had a big old fight with a guy in an AA meeting, and he'd walked away from AA about six months earlier. Just just a big old hassle. You know how things get. And he just got his feelings hurt. And he said, you know what? I'm out. And he left. But you know what happens when us, when we don't when we don't do groups like this, when we don't have anybody to lean on, we get sick. And that's exactly what this little guy, he hadn't drank yet, but he was thinking about committing suicide. Out of the clear blue sky. We started laughing. We started visiting a little bit. And I told him to get his butt back in there and make amends to that old geezer and uh, go back to the home group. And, uh, he did. He called me back. I talked to him all the time. And uh, uh, why of the clear blue sky? Because God's in charge, folks. God's guiding us and telling us what we're supposed to be doing. And the people in this little gathering of a nice, beautiful people of 100 in here, I got to tell you, there's some of you, I can see it in the rooms. Some of you are nodding your head. You've done it. You've experienced the same kind of stuff. And some of you are grinding your teeth, looking around. I had a couple of them shaking their head like this. Okay. All right. You know, I spent my life talking about stuff I didn't have any experience with. Don't you love it when you go to a meeting and the topic is four-step and the little guy says, well, you know, I've never actually done a four-step, but, and then he's going to talk 20 minutes about, and that's not, me, he's not Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there. I bet you the majority of people in Alcoholics Anonymous don't meditate on a daily basis. I bet you. That. And I hope they start. Because I got to tell you, we need a lot of centered folks out there helping us uh, bless their little hearts. It's one of my favorite steps, and uh, I sure appreciate Carrie uh, uh, letting, me, uh, letting me come up here and do this. I think the key word when we're talking about 11th step is practice. It's, going to, it's awkward, it feels stupid, you're going to sit there, get quiet, you hear the guy's vacuum cleaner next door, you the guy's mowing the lawn out here, your mind immediately goes, that's okay, notice it, see what it is, that's fine, and then just go straight back to what you were doing. And pretty soon all of that stuff closes out and all you can do is you're centered, all you're doing is thinking of, of the cool stuff that God wants us to see. This program is now and always has been about power. I'm sorry. I know there's some people in there that love that. I'm powerless over everything. I am not. Not in 33 years. I I got some power because I got a whole bunch of people just like y'all out there helping me stay on the path. My job is just to stay connected with y'all and God. So thank y'all so much for letting me share.